Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Our blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Word Podcast. Are you doing it? Yes, are you doing it? Are you living in the freedom and the liberty of the Lord? Or are you caught up with the cares and the burdens and the concerns of the law? I tell you what, I've had conversations on just about a daily basis here of late, uh, particularly since we've been going to Galatians, of exactly that struggle of people thinking that they're really, really hitting a lick for the kingdom of God. And what they're doing is nothing more or less than maintaining the law, particularly the law of man. And then just the ugly and the insidious things that pop up, particularly particularly the uh, political type of things, the manipulating kind of things, uh, it all boils down to witchcraft. I think that's one reason that Paul said at the beginning of the third chapter of Galatians, remember, he said, who so easily bewitched you? He actually used that term uh, in turning away from the true gospel to a, a false gospel, a different gospel, a gospel which is not totally and absolutely predicated upon grace, but a gospel which comes back and says, oh, yeah, grace is great, grace is wonderful, but you need to do all this other stuff first. The examples that Paul's given us in the book Galatians has to do with the law. And where we are right now in the fourth chapter of Galatians, he's speaking of Abraham. Okay, he's speaking of Abraham. So what I thought I'd do, I want to back up to the 21st verse of the fourth chapter. We've looked at this a couple times already. But to set the context to finish out the balance of this chapter, here's the 21st verse. Remember this? Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through the promise. So you see two sons, you see two women, one slave, one's free. One is born uh, through a promise, that's the free one. One is born through a process of flesh and the plans of man, that's the slave. Now, verse 24. Now, this may be interpreted allegorically. Okay, I'm reading from a little different translation right now. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. So he is allegorically interpreting and applying Hagar to the law. And the law as Hagar. Mount Sinai is the law. And you can't imagine the response uh, that those of a Jewish background had when they heard this read. Okay? Verse 25 says this. Now, Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. So he's saying that the present earthly Jerusalem is in slavery. The earthly Jerusalem that's under the law is in slavery. And he's associating it with Hagar as a, uh, a promise, yes, but a promise that is not the promise. Verse 26, but the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. Then verse 27, remember it's a quote out of Isaiah 54, I think. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. 
for the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now, verse 28. Now, you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. This is where Paul is bringing it home. He's shown that Hagar is to be associated allegorically with the law. The promise and the son of the promise, which is Isaac, this is the first time he's mentioned right here, that Isaac is the son of the promise. Since we believe, since we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are of the line of that promise of Isaac. He says, you are children of promise. Then verse 29, but just as at that time, he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, so also it is now. And so he's actually uh, referring to an account that you can find over in Genesis to where the child of the flesh persecuted the one according to the spirit. And Ishmael, the story is this. Uh, Ishmael was making fun of Isaac. When Isaac was weaned at whatever age that is, let's say it's at the age of three. Okay, let's say he's three years old and he's and they had a weaning party, literally. So they were having this weaning party. And Sarah, Sarah noticed that Ishmael, who was 13 years older, he would have been 16, was making fun of his three-year-old brother. He was laughing at him, even though his three-year-old brother's name, Isaac, means laughter. But he was laughing at him, and Sarah knew his heart. And she was furious about this because he's, she went to Abraham and said, he's making fun, he's laughing at child, get rid of him and get rid of his mother. Now, Sarah had put up with the mother because God had told uh, uh, her to do that. Okay, and That would have been an interesting dynamic. Can you imagine having Hagar there with a the child and not having a child for years and years? Then Sarah has a child and you have both of them in the same family. But it says, now, get rid of him. Here in Galatians 4 9, it uses the word persecuted. But just as at the time he who was born according to flesh persecuted him, who was born according to the spirit, so also it is now. So he's saying the flesh was persecuting the promise, the spirit. Ishmael was persecuting Isaac. The law today will persecute those of the spirit. The same thing. Nothing has changed. Those who are of the law, particularly man-made laws, okay, man-made religious interpretation, will persecute those who are according to the Spirit. Then the last two verses of the chapter said this, verse 30. But what does the Scripture say? In other words, what did the Scripture say about that particular account? And he's going to quote something here which is to be applied to our lives. What does the Scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son. For the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. In the actual, what happened to Abraham's family, they sent them away. Okay, They sent away Hagar, they sent away Ishmael. They cast them out. What he's saying to us is, you cast these things out. You cast out that law. You cast out this type of thing because you're not going to inherit with the free. You're not going to be able to live under the law and inherit with the free. That's pretty cut and dry. The last verse says this. So, brothers, and notice he keeps calling them brothers all the way through. In verse 28, he said brothers. In verse 31, he said brothers. So he's speaking to those who are truly saved, not to the false brethren. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of 
the free woman. By the time Paul got done with this, he had absolutely eviscerated the argument of the Judaizers, the argument that you had to be placed under Jewish law to be a true believer. He used the scriptures that they were using. He used the founding father, Abraham, and his family, and what happened and the distinction between law and free. And he declared that we are not under law, that we are free. We are no longer slaves. We are free in the spirit, and we are to live as free people. You know, it's a sin to choose slavery and to choose the law rather than to choose the freedom and the liberty that the Lord has granted unto us. Let's choose that today, okay? I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.